Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. I hope you all had a good week. Hope you all have exciting weekend plans. I, for one, am at Coachella and I'm really excited because I'm doing it totally different this year. Last year, I felt a lot of pressure that I put on myself to prove myself as an influencer. I know, huge fucking eye roll, right? But it actually ran really deep and it was to do with something that we speak a lot about on this pod and on my all my channels, which is ego. And I actually have a section in my book about why I felt like Coachella last year was kind of the peak of my influencer ego and how, anyway, I hate to say this again, but I hope you will all pre-order my book so that you can read and understand what I'm talking about. But that being said, I'm doing it totally different this year. I'm doing it with just my closest friends and taking my team and we are going to have some fun and relax. I'm not working. I just really want to relax and chill in the desert and listen to the music and not worry about what it looks like from the outside because all that matters is that you're present with the people that you love. That's one of my main resolutions for this year is to spend really meaningful time and energy on the people that I care most about and that lift me up and that make me feel sparkly. So that is exactly what I'm doing. I don't really have any outfits planned, so pray for me. I just want to have fun, honestly. I I really I don't even care who I see. The lineup is kind of iffy this year, but that's good for me because then there's no stress and I don't have to rush to anything. So I just want to have fun. And the weather in LA has been absolutely disgusting. Like I think we can all hold hands and say this has been the worst winter LA has ever seen. So I'm just ready to get some sun and relax. 
a note for anyone going to Coachella this weekend, anyone who parties in general. I haven't brought this up in a while, and that's my bad because I want to constantly remind you that if you party, I don't judge. You guys know that. This is a judgment-free zone. I truly, truly do not judge. I don't care what you do. I only care that you're safe. If you are going to partake in party favors, get test strips. And if you're going to partake in party favors or be around people who are doing that, have Narcan, know how to give people Narcan, understand what symptoms of an overdose can look like. I'm sorry to be negative and I'm sorry to, sorry to start the show on a negative note, but it's so, so important, you guys. And it's all of our responsibilities. So as we go into festival season, as we go into summer, honestly, year round, please, please, please be careful. I don't, I really couldn't give a fuck what you do. I just care that you're safe. And also just make sure that you have like a buddy system. If you're going to go to a big festival, make sure you have like a meeting place, all that good stuff. I know I roll boring, but I'm 32 now. So that's, it's my job now to tell everyone else that you got to be safe because nothing is more sexy than safety. Okay. My little soapbox over, but I hope you'll all be safe. Um, So I have a cool story to tell you guys. Very, very full circle moment with a couple of Tink's teachable moments built into it. So when I was in New York, I you'll all remember that I went to a really fun dinner for Edie Parker. They have a new campaign, their Righteous Bush campaign. And Edie Parker is a fantastic accessories and lifestyle brand. And I have long been their fan. I mean, they're just make the coolest purses, the coolest home stuff. And then they have like a separate company called Weedy Parker where they make like accessories for weed. It's like the only one of the only companies where where it's they're at the intersection of weed and fashion, as they say, which is very cool. The dinner was super fun, full of really cool people. I was definitely the biggest loser there. Um, but and we got this cool bag, like a clutch that um has a lighter on it. So it's like a little party trick. You can like light a candle or light someone's cheeky cig or or light a joint. Obviously, duh, tanks. That's the whole point of it. It's a weed company. And the founder is a woman named Brett, who is one of the coolest people that I've ever met. She is so, so cool. She founded the company. She's just like one of those people where you automatically, you want them to like you because you respect them and you just think that they have incredible taste. And I first met her back in the day when I was a writer in New York. And I've told you guys this before, but there was a time in my life when I was applying to about five jobs a day. I desperately wanted to move to LA, could not get a job, was just applying to everything and anything. And during this time, I was living in New York and I was I was a writer. So I met her at her store to interview her for a profile and I immediately fell in love with her. I was like, this woman is it. She's just so cool. She makes beautiful things. Her team is cool. Like I need to work for her. And so I followed up after I was writing the piece, which is now that I think about it, like I was writing a piece for a magazine and then I like emailed her and I was like, can I work for you? Which, mm, yeah. But um, I cold, cold emailed her and she was so nice back and she was like, you know, I really think you're great, but whatever, blah, blah. We don't have, we're not set up yet for to add a team member in LA, but you know, let's keep in touch, what have you. Cut to last week and I'm going to a dinner for her brand and, you know, we're friendly now. And she responded to our email chain from, you know, all those years ago. And she was like, isn't it funny how things work out? Good thing I didn't have a position for you back then because then you would have never moved to LA and done the TikTok thing and and things work out. So um, I'm going to read you guys the cold email because I want to inspire you guys to, I mean, it wasn't a cold email because I'd met her obviously, but if you have a person or a job or a thing that you're like, oh fuck, like, should I just go for it? The answer is yes. Because even 
when they don't have a job for you or it doesn't result in anything, it's always good to make those connections, to be kind to people, to establish that friendship, whatever. This is this is how you network. And I I was worried. I was like, oh shit, did I write a good cold email? But I actually think it's pretty cute. So I hope that you guys sometimes ask like, what the fuck do I put in a cold email? And I think it's great to make it personal and funny. And um, you know, you want the person to respond. My feedback for myself on this email is like, could have gotten to the point a little bit faster, but hey, story of my fucking life, right? So I said, Hi, Brett. My name is Christina Najjar, and we met last Thursday at your beautiful store. I'm the Los Angeles obsessed editor from Modern Luxury, working on your piece now. It's going to be fab. I had so much fun getting to know you and have long admired how you continue to grow your business into a lifestyle brand. Without you, I would not know what to get my 978 friends who get engaged every week. Monogrammed coasters with new initials always. See, you guys, I was totally in the panic. You can tell. It's like I'm making jokes about it, but I was in the panic. I was like 28 and I was like, everybody's getting engaged. So that was before I shifted my mindset. Over the weekend, I had a thought. You spoke about growing your weed business in LA, and I'm wondering if you need a point person on the West Coast who understands retail and branding and weed. And that was a little bit of a white lie because as you guys know, I really don't know jack shit about like flour. Like I, I love a gummy. I love like a little edible here and there, all that kind of. I love can the drinks that I used to work for, but I'm not like rolling a joint. Like I I don't know how to roll a joint. I don't I don't think I've smoked a joint since I don't know a while. Anyway. A bit about me. Before I was an editor and writer, I worked in retail. I completed the Gap Inc. retail management program, ran men's shoes and accessories at Banana Republic, and then worked on special projects at a fashion tech company called Poshmark. I went to Stanford undergrad and have a master's in fashion journalism from Parsons. I am creative and hardworking and not afraid to do to do the dirty, dirty work. Plus, I feel like we clicked. I have attached my resume for good measure and would welcome the opportunity to discuss in greater detail how I could help you grow your business in L.A. I thought I thought it's actually a pretty cute cold email, you know, because it shows my personality. It explains why I think I could be good at helping her. You know, it's bubbly. It's fun. People who are high powered often don't have a lot of time. Right. So it's like you want to make them remember you, even if they're not going to respond, even if they're not going to offer you a job you have to stand out. And the way that you do that is by showing your personality. And I'm not saying like be sloppy or, and I'm not saying be too overly friendly. I think, you know, I'm a very, very casual person. So that's something that I always like had to toe the line on, but write the email, send the DM, ask to take that person to coffee. It doesn't matter if they don't give you a job. That's not a failure. You never know when things come back around. And that's why I always say like, work hard and be nice to people. Show you can do a good job. How you do anything is how you do everything. And it's just a really nice moment, like such a full circle one and and everything does kind of work out. And that's when I say like, sometimes when you, you guys will write and be like, oh my God, I didn't get this job or like this person ghosted me. And it's like the universe has a plan and it's protecting you. It's like, no, 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 it's this or something better. That is a great mantra whenever you're, especially when you're on the job hunt. I know a lot of you guys are fucking struggling right now with the fucking shitty ass economy and the layoffs and all that stuff. I know but when you're searching for a job, a really good mantra is like, it's this or something better. It will work out. It's just like, you don't know how yet. I know it's frustrating. I I probably sent five cold emails or non-cold emails a day for over a year and I didn't get a job. So I get it. I've been there, but just wanted to share that little moment, a very, very full circle. 
So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. So important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's a no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula for when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken and white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. 
Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. So I went to Florida for Easter my, to see my sweet grandmother. She's 93, you guys. She's such a gorgeous lady. I love her so much. She's my last remaining grandparent. And um, I, I really feel lucky that I got to spend time with all of my grandparents. I think it's such a special love. It's like a different love than your parents can give you. And um, I, for those of you guys who don't know, when it, when I was little, we would always go, my mom and my brother and me every summer to Naples. So that's why I kind of know that's, you know, town a little bit. We would go for two months in the summer. We would, my dad would stay in England and we would go. So that's how I kind of got to know life in America. I would go for two months and live at my grandparents' house. And that's why I was really close to my grandparents on my mom's side, especially. And that's why like what I thought was America was Florida, which is really funny. It was really nice. My parents are in Florida for a little bit. So I got to hang out with them. And again, keeping good on my resolution to spend meaningful time with family. And it was also nice to just take a little break. I'd been on a wild bender in New York and the bachelorette and in Florida. I just, I like going there because I truly like, I just look so ugly every day. I like wake up, I work out, I I walk to the walk on the beach, I get a coffee, I go to bed at like 8 PM and it's just a nice little reset. Um, I love a mini hibernation. I watched Beef, which I mentioned on my Instagram story. I highly recommend it. It's a limited series on Netflix with Ali Wong. And um, she's she's amazing. She's so funny. I have seen her stand up before and uh, and I, I, I love it. And she's really funny. But this is like a new side of her. I haven't seen her in a more serious role. And this is just incredible. I, I also started her book. It's called Dear Girls. It's super funny. So um, I highly recommend that series. It's just like really gripping phone level one. Honestly, I was so gripped the whole time. Um, it was awesome. I also started Bad Sisters, which is amazing. That's on Apple TV. It's incredible. I'm I'm only like three episodes in, but it's kind of hard to watch. It's about I'm not giving anything away by saying this, but like it's about an abusive man. And he, it's it's actually one of the most crushing portrayals of abuse that I've seen on on television or movies like it's it's actually you feel disgusting like you feel like a pit in your stomach watching this disgusting man like abuse this woman because it's so psychological and it's so subtle and so many women are trapped in marriages or relationships where it's like well he doesn't hit me but and it's like that doesn't matter it's still abuse it's still major major abuse so it's really hard to watch the acting is amazing and i'm going to continue it's really good i also watched swarm and i i a swarm made me feel really funny you guys so it's on prime amazon prime and it's essentially about f- fans like super fans and it's a very dark show about murder again not giving anything away that that's like you know you kind of figure that out very fast it's very inspired by beyonce and like the beehive and it's intense. It just, it's a very intense show. So it's kind of like euphoria if it was like about murder. That's a, how I'm describing it. Um, but worth a watch. I think it's, I think it's good. I, I think the acting's amazing. It's just one of those shows where you're like, you, let me put it this way. Some shows I have to watch another show after it before I go to bed. Like I always watch Bravo. If I'm watching something that makes me feel funny, I have to watch like an, an old episode of Bravo to like 
reset my brain. Otherwise, I like have bad dreams. So it's that kind of vibe. But again, worth watching. I would say my phone level was higher for this one because I it was too intense for me. So I was kind of like on my phone for half the time. So maybe phone level five. I also went to the zoo with my dad when I was in Florida. I I don't know if we're canceling zoos. I'm really sorry. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love zoos. I know a lot of them are mean, but the one in Florida is not mean. It's very nice zoo and all the animals have like massive enclosures and it's just a very happy place. And I grew up going to that zoo with my family in Florida and then my dad w- would always take me to the zoo in London. We have a, a zoo um, kind of near our house in London and he would take me every Saturday and it was just like our thing to go. So we wanted to go and it was really fun. We saw all the animals. We saw the python, which was the one that I wanted to see, even though I'm kind of afraid of snakes. I just really wanted to see him. We saw the um, we went on a little cruise to see all the monkeys. They have all the monkeys on different islands and you go on a little boat to see them. It's the Naples Zoo and it's called Jungle Larry's or it used to be called Jungle Larry's. I don't really know, but it was a very fun time and it kind of inspired the topic for today, which is siblings. But on a broader note, I wanted to say that if you guys have strained relationships with a sibling, a parent, you can get to a new place with them. I know sometimes it can feel so set in stone and hopeless, but I really believe through boundaries and therapy, you can change the dynamic of your relationship with family members. And the I was just thinking that about that a lot on this trip to Florida and wanted to talk about it with siblings. So I asked you guys, you know, how are you with your siblings? What's your relationship like? So I'm going to read you some of the I got so many, so many messages. I'm going to read you a variety just so you know what's on everyone's minds. So this person said, when we were younger, I hated my brother because he was a legit bully as a kid. But with age, we've grown to admire and enjoy one another and share the same music taste and we're able to share friends. It's the best. This person says, keeping their freaking secrets, there is no reason to tell your parents about your siblings' lives. That's interesting. So she was saying, like, don't gossip about your siblings with your parents, which I used to do so much and I stopped. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons that my relationship with my brother got better. This person says, I've become so much closer with my younger brother since we both graduated from college and live in the same city. We used to bicker so much growing up, but now that we're both working adults and not so competitive, we have a lot of fun and mutual friends. Love that. This one said, we are three girls close in age, 30, 28, and 27. I'm the middle one. Growing up, we shared a room and it was chaotic. Teenage years were tough, lots of hormones. But as we grew up and moved away, went to therapy, we got closer. Now they're my best friends. The bond we have, I can't explain it. They're the best thing in my life. I couldn't do it without them. I freaking love that. And can I just say that that sentiment exactly was echoed by so many people. And I actually thought it it was only for like, I was like, oh, because my brother and I have such a big age gap, you know, maybe that's why it took us a while. But I think that's like honestly true for a lot of people, even if you're close in age. I mean, this person said, I vibe. Did not always. I have a younger sister, 3.5 years age difference, and we used to fight all the time. What has helped is actually forming a relationship without our parents being present and also realizing we have so much in common, more in common than we thought, thanks to the way we were brought up, i.e. both being very independent and also prioritizing vacations. We now vacation together, just the two of us. 
unimaginable about 15 years ago. I love that so much. I think it's like such an interesting point about having a relationship beyond your parents, because when you're a child growing up in your family's home, there's a dynamic, right? Like the parents create the dynamic, then they have their first kid. And then their school of thought is that the second kid is kind of like a reaction to the first kid and fills space that in ways that the first kid didn't. And I'm, by the way, I'm fascinated by birth order. Like I'm truly fascinated by it. I think it's so influential in how people are. Like if you believe in astrology, which I do, you know, sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense that they're a Leo or whatever. But then when you talk about birth order, you're like, of course you're like, you can almost always guess, or I can at least what order someone is like, you're like, oh my God, you're such a first daughter um, vibe or like, or you're such a like middle child vibe. Like it matters so much because it's like the first social dynamic that you are in, in your life. And I, I am such a typical first daughter. It's insane. And I think it's interesting because a lot of my best friends are actually first daughters. I don't know if you guys have found that too, but fascinated by birth order. So for me, my, I think this came up because I was talking about when I go to New York, I stay with my brother and he is five years younger than me. And you guys, I begged my parents for a brother. I was actually going to be an only child. And I was super close to my parents when I was like a little kid, obviously, as all little little kids are. And I was like four, I guess. And my mom and my parents were like, oh, well, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like a brother. Like from the time I could speak, I was like, all I want is a brother. All I want is a brother. Like, please, I'm obsessed with having a brother. Like, please, obsessed, obsessed. And, and they were only planning to have one kid. Like that was their plan. And I like just over time became like a tantruming bitch basically my mom has this vivid memory of me like on this road in in london called cavendish avenue she always tells this story where she was like i was like oh after school and i threw down my like lunch pail and i was like i want a baby brother and i'm like wow i'm sorry for my behavior honestly but i'm so glad that i caused a, a fuss because my brother is everything so okay then i'm five and my brother is born and i remember when he came home i was like so happy but i was like when do you expect that he'll start to play with me? Because right now he's like a blob. And my parents were like, yeah, he's a baby. Like the, he's not like a fully grown brother yet. And I was like, got it. I didn't I didn't totally understand what I was getting into. And I remember that I, um, I, I was like a good older sister. I mean, if my parents are listening to this, they will probably roll their eyes and say, remember when you really wanted a dog and you we couldn't because we lived in a flat in London and what what have you. And and you made your brother um, crawl on the floor and wear a leash and pretend to be your dog. And I would say that's just normal kid behavior. You know, I'm not a psychologist, but I feel like that's normal kid behavior. But overall, I was a good I was a good sister. We were close for like, you know, when we were little kids. So I would say up until up until I was like 13, 14, we were close. And then it just like it cut. Right. Because when I was like 13 and he was eight, like those those ages, like things shift. Right. Like the eight year old is no longer like a little baby kid. Wait, am I doing the math right? I'm so dyslexic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. OK. And then me as a 13 year old, like I'm a preteen, like the hormones are starting to swirl. And then we just like weren't that close. Like we really, really just didn't vibe for many, many years. And I was sad. Like it wasn't front of mind because I was a kid. So I wasn't thinking about anything that deeply, but I was, you know, it, I was just kind of like, wow, I thought we'd be, I wish I was closer. And I think, you know, when it comes to family stuff, I feel that people, especially as 
a younger person were so comparative. Like I remember thinking, oh God, maybe I should have wished for a sister because sisters always seem closer or like all of my friends seem so close with their siblings or like, God, I wish we had another sibling to like take the pressure off when we fight. And, and guys, we fought like every sibling fights. Like, let me just say that now I've read about 150 DMs, every single sibling, everyone fights, everyone squabbles to varying degrees. Like it's so normal. So then we had many years of just like not being that close. Like we would definitely bicker, but we just more than anything, we just weren't close. And then I went to college. Like I went to college when I was 18 or I guess I was like 19 because yeah, I was 19 because my birthday is, um, September. And so he's like 14. So like for just all of his high school years, I just wasn't there. I was just not, I was just not in the house. And that felt crazy because it was just like, we didn't speak, like we didn't talk on the phone. So I would see him when I would go home, but we literally didn't speak for all of that time. Just, you know, my mom would force him to get on the phone and be like, oh, it's your sister. Like she's in California. Like say hi to her. But we really, I didn't know what was going on in his life. I didn't know like what, what his friends, who his friends were. I didn't know anything about him, like any of that stuff. And, and then it was, I kind of, I would talk to my mom about him kind of like we were friends. And I know that this is a dynamic that a lot of oldest girls get into with their both parents, but specifically moms, where it's like you talk to your mom like your friend, and my mom would be like, Oh my God, like your brother isn't getting good grades. So like, Oh my God, I'm worried, blah, 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 blah. And like that, I don't think is good. I, I really don't think that that's a good thing to do. Like your sibling is your sibling, and you shouldn't be the person talking to your parent about your sibling, like bitching about them or whatever it is. Like you're not a parent, and you've got to leave the parenting to the parents. And again, as an oldest girl, I ha- definitely had a tendency to think like, well, I know what's best. And like, I like, you know, typical me, I always think I know what's best for how people should run their lives. And I would be telling my mom like, no, you've got to be do this with him and that with him. And she'd be like, okay, you're literally not the parent. Like, calm down. You also live in fucking America. So you, what the fuck do you know? You're so far away. So um, we, we just really weren't that close. And then I lived in San Francisco and like, again, I would see him a couple times a year and then he went to college and we had very different college experiences because we're so different. And the thing about siblings is you can be raised in the same house, but you couldn't be more different. And I think that that was always a little bit hard in my family because I don't think that anyone understood like how different we were as people. Like, for for example, like even the schools that we went to, I mean, I went to Stanford and I loved it because that that type of school is is my personality. Like if I hadn't gone to Stanford, I would have gone to like Duke or I don't know, Georgetown or something like that or USC. Like I wanted a big like rah, rah school with lots of school spirit because that's like how I am and what I like. And my brother, he's not like that. He's so like artistic and smart and and like sensitive and thoughtful and just like a totally different personality. So I think that that, that was like an issue in my family too, where it was just like every kid is not the same. And um, that's something to remember. So when did we start getting close? My brother and I started getting closer when I was when he moved to New York after college. So at this point, he would be 22. I would be 27 living in New York. And all of a sudden, here is this kid who I really haven't seen in like 
like seven, eight years. Like we haven't lived in the same place in all that time. And here's this kid who graduates and he's like a person all of a sudden. And I mean, how much are you really a person when you graduate college? You're still a baby. You're still going out all the time, whatever. But he was like a person and we started hanging and we started just doing like small things together. And we started this routine of every Sunday, we would go out to dinner and we would go to really early dinner. We like to eat early. And then we go to a movie and I was so shocked at how much I loved spending time with him because I never expected that we could be friends. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I have this friend who knows everything about my family and knows everything about me. And this is kind of cool. And it just sort of built up from there and that cut to now. And after he's, he'd worked in, in, cause I think it's different when someone starts to, to work and like become a real human. And a lot of you said this in your messages, you were like, once my sibling like worked and became like a, a real human, it was just easier to connect with them because all of a sudden you're on the same playing field, right? You're both humans in the world. You both have jobs. You both have relationships. You both have friends. You're just, you're kind of like equals again, whereas it's not like, oh, one person's in college and one person's in high school. And then now the person's here and what, what have you. So now I truly think of him as my favorite person on earth. I I love him so much and he is the person that I trust the most. And I think one of the greatest things about siblings is that oftentimes they have the exact same humor as you because I think a lot of your humor and what you think is funny is how you grew up. Like the movies that you watch, the shows that you watch, like the dynamic of of humor in your family. Like my whole family is super sarcastic. So that's where it comes from for me. And like my brother and I watch all the same movies growing up and we you, you have the same foundation. So that is definitely something that you can connect in. So it really took becoming an adult to connect with my brother in that way. And I, again, I can't reiterate enough how that is such an overwhelming message. I mean, some of you have idyllic stories to tell me of growing up in, in, you know, in, in a house with where you got along with your siblings and they've always been your best friends. And I think that that's great. Uh, but if that's not your experience, that's okay. And if you aren't close with your siblings, don't give up hope. Do not give up hope because I think that there is different eras to your relationship with your family. Like I started this segment on that note. And I do really think, I know broken record, here I go again, that therapy and like understanding your own shit and keeping your side of the street clean can really help aid in closeness with your siblings, your parents, whatever, and understanding like what you want from them and who you are as a person and any childhood trauma that you have and working through it. Like if you're good, if you're starting from a place of being good with yourself, you have a much better shot at connecting with a sibling down the line. So I hope that inspires you today to call your sibling. Um, I feel like I could talk about this forever, but that was my first, my first pass at it. Uh, guys, if you're in the desert this weekend, I hope you have a fantastic time. If you're not, I hope you also have a fantastic weekend. I will be back on Monday. If you haven't already bought a ticket for my book tour, you should maybe do that because it would be fun to meet each other in real life. And you can also pre-order my book at the link in the show notes. I love you all so much. I'll see you back here on Monday. Bye. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. 
Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S.com. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.